Let the celebration begin. Come to Cabela's 4th of July sale and gear up for Independence Day. Get 50% off Cabela's American Flag Chairs 2-Pack and 50% off a Caravan 10-foot by 10-foot shelter. Plus, get 40% off an Abu Garcia Cardinal Sapphire Spinning Combo and 10% off all in-stock canoes and kayaks. Don't miss Cabela's 4th of July sale, in-store and online at cabelas.com. Welcome to Real GM Radio. I'm Danny LaRue, your host. So happy to have you with us for this episode. This is the second half of the Over Under podcast with Arturo Galetti of Basketball Numbers. I would listen to the East first because not only do we build on it in this one, we recorded it second, but that has the intro of what we're doing. So we're talking about how teams did last year, the Over Unders, division odds, MVP. And this conversation runs a little bit longer because we talk about some of the broader stuff like the MVP odds and things like that. Also, in my opinion, the West is more interesting in terms of overrunners and generally. Also, for those of you, depending on how you listen to this podcast, on Real GM and also should be on the Blog Talk radio page, I will have timestamps for every team. I think it's worth listening to the whole thing, but if there is a specific team that you want to hear, then you can go to that and those timestamps will be available. If you don't see them somewhere, just let me know. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll enjoy this one. Nice talk to you again, Arturo. Yeah, now now we we talked about these. Now we're going to talk about like the actual important conference, the West. So just to give a little background, if you want to know what we're going through, this is the over under like we did last year, and we give more of the methodology of what we do in the Eastern Conference. I would recommend listening to that first, unless you really want to, you know, ha- save the best for first, which is not what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to eat your dessert first. So we're going to start with the West, but we're not going to start with the cream. We're going to start at what is the alleged bottom of the barrel, which is the Portland Trailblazers. So actually, here's a really funny bit. So like the Blazers basically lost a bunch of their best players. Their entire team. Their entire team. But but here's the thing, uh, and, and people forget about this. Like, uh, you know, a while back when they actually became good, uh, nobody expected them. And and actually what's really interesting is like the, my statistical projections kind of love the Blazers. Yeah, we'll, so we'll start here. The Blazers won 51 games last year. They lost four of their five starters, yes. and what? their number is set at 26 and a half and has not moved. And, which is strange because people should be betting, well, I mean, I think it's it's in the right ballpark, but, like, my projections have them at 46 and 44. Now, I think that number, both those numbers are high, right? So it's 46 and 44. But here's the thing. I think this is a well-coached team. I think they still have some talent. I, I think the parts they brought in to kind of replace what they lost are, are, are decent. I, I don't think this team, they don't have an incentive to tank, do they? Not really. I mean, I think they have a very, very rudimentary one, but nothing like a, a huge pick protection. Yeah, I think I think this is, according to the numbers, this is the best overbet on the board. Okay, so their their pick protection that's going on is that they they send it to Denver if it is not a lottery pick. So that's not really something that affects the team's decision-making. Yeah, I think that I think that they one they're going to be playing hard. They're well coached, they're young, and I like the pieces they picked up. So I mean, again, I'm in, not think- in the front court. 
doesn't it feel kind of Celticsy to you? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I, as I said, I, I love Stotts. I mean, they they got some some stretch guys, and you know, I I think that they're going to. I mean, I mean, I don't think they're going to be great. I think they're going to be hovering at five hundred. I think they're going to be one of those teams that like it's going to get some early wins and be like, what the hell? I mean, like people are going to expect to beat them, and they're going to have some nights where they just kind of crush people. They 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 they're Celticsly in the sense of like they're going to be like they're going to take a they're going to take a crap load of threes. I mean, that's. We know that stops them all, right? And I think that, that, that makes for a high variability team, right? So, I mean, I think that that combined with the fact that they have a solid, uh, defensive philosophy means they're going to be, it's, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like the West version of Indiana last year, where like, you, you wouldn't think that they're competitive, but they're going to be. And, and again, I don't hate the pieces they picked up, right? So I, I think that it's just, just a really young team, but Stotts has kind of shown that he can do it before. Their guards, other than Willard, scare the living <laughs> blank out of me. But they have enough depth everywhere else, and they're well coached. And I, I think that what they benefit from, I don't, I'm not as high on them necessarily as you. But their number is so low okay, that so I love it almost as much as you. Sacramento won 29 games last year. Right. Is this Portland team better than Sacramento last year? I think they're relatively similar. But Sacramento had such a disastrous season that, you know, I think, like, I feel like if they had put this number at 29, Depth. I might be sitting here going, I like the over, but I don't love it. But they put it at 26. I mean, unless Denver Lillard gets hurt. Denver won 30 games last season. Is this team better than Denver last season? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I think... But they I think, had a loss in for a little bit, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think this team is better coached, right? And I think that. Uh, <laughs> but that, wow, wow, you went out on a strong limb and that they're better coached than last year's Nuggets team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was it? Six more? Is it six more weeks? No, okay. So I, I, you know, I, I think that this is, that's an easy over. I, I mean, I think that like, you know, you, you might, you might have that number by the all-star break, right? And, 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 and just use that to like take a nice trip. I think that again, if this number was like a 35, no, but a 26 and a half, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that they, here's the thing, they, they kept, they kept a really good player in Lillard. They added some interesting pieces. They still have their coach. They have a good, a good strong defensive system, system. They play in a, you know, the Portland, the Rose Garden is a tough play, place to play in. I, I mean, I don't think this team is going to bottom out. I think this team is going to be, I mean, I think that this team is going to be, they're, they're gonna be in the 35 range, I think, right? I, I think that's where I am on this team. I mean, do you disagree with that? I think that might be a little rosy, but not too far that I would, you know, no matter what, I think we both love the over. Yeah, we, we both love the over. I think that's, it's, 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 it's a, it's a really, I mean, like, I mean, the, am I wrong and think that's just a really silly number? I think it's a silly number. I agree with you. But, and we'll move on to Denver. Denver won 30 games last year. They did have Ty Lawson. For portions that season, they, he he missed some time. Of course, they won thirty. The number was at twenty six and a half, and it nudged up slightly to twenty seven. Ooh, uh, and this is partly. I think a lot of it is because of Moutier. I think that they're they won thirty games last year. Is this team better than the team that they had last year? What do you think? I think it's a, maybe a little bit worse on talent, but it should be much better coached. Yeah, I think that uh, I think they're not wrong to have it at that number. I I think I slight I like the under slightly. Yeah, but- I, I, here, here's how I'll phrase about Denver. 
I like a lot of their players. I'm ready to hammer their over next year, but not yeah, this year. I agree with you. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think I want to see how it kind of moves. I like Moutier. I think he's going to be a really good player. I just, I don't see it this year. I mean, teenage I think point guards, man, teenage point guards. It's, it would be the, one of the all time big aberrations for him to be awesome this year. I think he's going to show flashes. I, I, I had Moutier. I think I had him second or third on my board. I, I really like him. And he looked better than that when I saw him at summer league. Cause I was there, but Teenage point guards just struggle. Yeah, the, the problem is like you know, there's got to be an odd man out in the West, right? And 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 we both just said we like Portland. Well, I mean, like if if we give the wins to Portland, right? Uh, so we we, we got to take them away from somebody. So I think right now we got to go. Eh, I, I think under on Denver is 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 right. I don't. Anything else you want to say on them? No, I mean, I, and I think this is you, better... wait. You like Nurkic too, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that it, it, this is. It's gonna be a fun team to watch, but I mean the Nuggets generally are a fun team to watch. But Moutier is is an interesting talent. I just again I, somebody has to lose these games. I, I, I will say something point blank. I don't think I'm gonna watch much of them when Moutier is not on the court, but I think I'll watch a whole lot of them when he is. Uh, I I agree with you. Yeah, they're one of those. Uh, uh, that's something that I tell people sometimes with the way that I watch League Pass and things like that. The other player like that is Kristaps Porzingis. I don't think I'm gonna watch more than. A hundred minutes of the Knicks when he's not on the floor. Yeah, we, we got it. We got to fill the link to the to the rap. For people who haven't seen the rap, we we they have to see. Porzingis, is <laughs> he's he's the best. Another team that has players that we want to see. Uh, by the way, do we do we love the under? Or no, we, I think I think we're, we're just both like kind of like we like the under. We we just say stay away. I think. I right? think here's what I would say. I like the under, but there are so many better things on the board that why put money at that kind of a risk when you could do something better with it? Yeah, I think yeah, I think because I, I think I mean I, I think there's a world this team with with this with this team that can win thirty thirty. But again, they but have talent. They have Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Nurk. Uh, their best five are good players. Yeah, if Gallinari has like is healthy, and we keep saying this, oh, he's if he's great, then yeah, I mean it's a different kind of story. But again, I. I uh, no, I, I think I, the under, but stay away. Yes. So now we can move on to Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. last year, I'm, I feel bad just even saying this. They won 16 games last year. The number started at 25.5 and, and has moved up a whopping two games to 27.5. I don't know where those could go. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They're, I think a lot of that is coming from. So my model has them at 32.2, and it's assuming that you get Ricky Rubio and you get a lot of the guys who were hurt back. I mean, they, they had some decent players that just got hurt. I, I mean, again, I still don't understand quite how this roster works. I still think that they need to make some moves to get this roster to a better place. I actually think... Uh, what's their pick situation? They keep it under most circumstances. I believe it's top 12 protected. And I mean, the, the chance that they end up outside of the top 12 is pretty unlikely. Are they tanking again? No, I don't think I don't think they're tanking. I think they're indifferent. Yeah, I think, and I they think... have, and they're going to play. They're going to play a system that doesn't maximize their offensive talent. So they're going to kind of facilitate it, even if they're not doing it deliberately. So can I get on my soapbox for a bit? Of course. Okay, so th- there's been a lot of kind of like pushback and like uh, something had an article that, that he was comparing him to uh, Posey, James Posey. Uh, this is Andrew Wiggins, and people were like, "Oh no, you can't compare Posey. Posey was a really good player." Right, Posey was a, a a really good player on championship teams, and on on really good conference finals teams. And 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 Wiggins, for his rookie season, you know he showed things that are pretty to see, but he was not a productive player. He he 
by the numbers don't show him being a good offensive player. They don't show him being a good defensive player. I mean, he gets to the line, he has flashes, but I think people need to slow the roll on him, right? It, you know, I could, like, if, if you're getting mad because he's getting compared to a guy who, I mean, I, you can make a case for James Posey to be kind of a borderline Hall of Famer. He's not, but you can make a case for it. So it, people kind of need to kind of slow it down. I mean, I, I think Wiggins is a good player. I've seen him look like the best player on a court, but I haven't seen that translate into productivity. I like I like Carl, Carl Anthony Downs. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think that this team, the problem with this team is I don't get why Kevin Martin is still on this roster. Right, or I don't get why. I, I sort, I sort of like him with certain players on this team, but they have so many other guys that if your goal is to get better long term, that they yeah. should be getting minutes to. One correction: the piece was written by Neil Payne, and so with Minnesota, for me, this is a pretty clear stay away because while I think that they could be better than this, I would never put money on on it because yeah. they could go either way, and there's no way to know right now which way they're going to do it. You talked about Wiggins. I think that what people are conflating with him is that he has offensive potential, but I think it's going to take a little while to get there. When, when I watched him in FIBA Americas, I didn't see a guy who's going to be the next Kevin Durant. I saw a guy who's going to be offensively capable and a defensive monster. Like, let's say... James Posey? Well, maybe like Danny Green right now, and then he will outpace Danny Green. Posey, Posey was better than Danny Green. Uh, Maybe... Yeah, Posey, maybe. Posey was a really good shooter, and he was like... He I mean, was Danny a, Green was one of the best catchers you guys in the league last year. Yeah, I'm was, also not saying that Wiggins is going to be Posey, as good as Danny Green on catch-and-shoot, aggregate Posey, offense. Posey was the main wing defender and probably the greatest defensive team on our, of our lifetimes, the 2-8 Celtics team. Now, again, they had Tony Allen next to him, and he had Kevin Green. But he was, like, the key to, like, he was the guy they were putting on LeBron, right? So, uh, again, I'm just kind of... So, so my thing with this team is, is, is again, I think that... I was going to ask, so would you rather have Wiggins or uh, Giannis? I'd rather have Wiggins. I think that there's a much higher chance that he becomes a competent to better offensive player than Giannis. And I, you know, you know how much I like Giannis. Yeah, but, but we, we both. I, I think. I, I mean, I think. I think the offensive upside on Giannis is higher. Right. I don't think. I don't know that he ever gets there. But he's so long and he's so strange. Now, again, here's the thing. I think that the, the, the upside on, on Wiggins is he could be, uh, but I think both these guys could be a superstar, right? I just think that right now I've seen more from Giannis than I've seen from Wiggins. I, I disagree offensively, but his defensive potential is ridiculous. The other thing that I love about Giannis is he can play power forward. I actually think his natural position is the four, which makes the Jabari Parker pick a little bit unfortunate because Jabari is a natural four as well. But I I still like what he can do. And his what I like about Giannis is that, yeah, his jump shot is bad and will probably be bad for a little while, but he can handle the ball, and he knows that he's right. more physically talented than the guys who are guarding him. This is my biggest criticism of Harrison Barnes, is that knowing that you can beat your man is incredibly valuable. You know who you Giannis reminds me physically of, uh, of Diaz. He reminds me of a Baca. Yeah, no, but I, I think that's, I think so. Getting off topic, getting back on Wiggins, I think what's going to be really interesting is we're going to get, we hopefully are going to get a season of him playing next to Rubio, and I think that will be really telling about who he's going to be offensively. The parallel that I would use right now on Wiggins, and I'm not saying he's going to be there anytime soon, but the guy that I would point to is Paul George. Yeah. And Paul, if he's the next Paul George, that is a great place to be. 
Oh no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think I just, I just, you know, I, I, I take offense to the fact, like, people just want to kind of, like, crown these guys. And, and really, I mean, he, he still needs to go out and prove himself, right? So but Towns like, is special to me. I mean, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I think Towns is, I think, I, I feel more confident that Towns is going to be a perennial all-star than Wiggins. Yeah, I think, I think this was a really good draft. I think, I actually think this draft was better than the one before. I think the guys, some of the guys who came out of this draft are really, really good. Uh, I think that Towns is good. I think Okafor is good. I think Kaminsky might actually be an interesting player. Not necessarily a great player, but he... Oh, uh, we he didn't has... talk about my boy Miles Turner. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, I think, I think you know, we, we've got Moutier. We, we, we've got some really interesting folks that came into the into the league in this draft. <laughs> I think that's a good transition to the Lakers. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, wait, so we're... What do we say? What do we... Where would we wind up with the... Stay uh, the blank away. But under or over... Push? Uh, we can't push 27 and a half. Um, uh, I'd go slide over. I love uh, Rubio. I think that he's, like, because you compare them to the Magic, the Magic I'm gonna, one. I'm going to go under because somebody has to lose these games, right? But, but yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be the teams at the bottom of the East. That's who's going to lose these games. This is just stay the hell, <laughs> the hell away. Yeah. Oh, and another team that's going to lose these games, the Los Angeles Lakers. They won 21 last year. Their over-under was set at 29.5, and and for the first time that I can think of, and I'm sure I know the reason why, their number dropped to 28.5. Yeah, they won 21 games. They're uh, basically, the the Vegas is saying they're going to get 7.5 games better. They, uh, the model, or the models both have them at 24 wins right now. Um, You know, here's the thing. I, I actually think that this is a better team without Kobe. And the more Kobe plays, the more I like the under on this team. Because really, what they should be doing is they should be... They have some really interesting young pieces, but they just don't have... Like, I don't know why... Why do you have Nick Young on this team? What is the, what is the purpose of Nick Young on this team? You have Nick Young on this team because no one would take Nick Young. Well, send him to the D League. Cut his contract. You, you, you can't. You can't do that. You have to have him on this team. Why are you giving? Why? Why giving what? him minutes? Now that's a different question. It's a, you know Byron Scott's going to give him minutes. Oh, right? of course. That, that see now if you phrase it if you phrase it why is he getting minutes as opposed to why is he on the team? I am in firm agreement with you. Uh, I mean, I, I at one point I liked the over on this team. What? I I mean I was thinking because I was thinking like they I mean I like the young pieces on this team. It's just. I, I just, I just, I can't talk. I mean, like, if it's going to be another season of just Kobe hoisting up shots, and no, I can't, I, no, no. I like this under more than I like the Portland <laughs> over. Yeah, the, the, the more I think of, but, but do you remember the, oh, God, I'm trying to remember the, the one game where, like, uh, last season where, where Kawhi was covering Kobe? <laughs> yeah. And, and Kawhi was just basically just, he was just, dist- he like, he just couldn't keep, like, he was just, like, destroying him. It, well, it was, Sacramento won 29 games last year. Sacramento was a whole heck of a lot better, even with all their trouble, than this Lakers team. Yeah, is there is there any player on this Lakers team as good as DeMarcus Cousins? No. Is none. there any player on this team as good as Rudy Gay? No. Oh, oh God. <laughs> what they have that's different than last year, and is important to note, is that they have more overall talent. They have, This is a team that can play rotation players. They don't have the Knicks problem last year, which was that like once Carmelo got hurt, they just didn't have dudes. Yeah, well, they have dudes. They just don't have good dudes on top of the dudes. The thing they have, which the other last year's teams did not have, right, which is kind of a an interesting X factor for a Byron Scott team. Byron Scott, I think I think he's I think in the last five or six years he's coached a team. They've all been bottom five defenses, but now he's got Roy Hibbert. 
right? And and, and he's whatever, their only good defensive player, though. That's fine. And Bass, he, maybe. But he's a really good. I mean, like, yeah, they added Bass. So like that Bass and, and Hibbert. So they actually have some guys that can play protect the rim. So, I mean, again, I like the under. I don't love the under because I do think that there is enough. Like Byron Scott is crazy. Enough. Byron Scott's not going to tank. Kobe's not going to, and so they're they're going to win some games on fumes. I love this under. I love it so much. I think that it. I mean, I think that the novelty of just beating the snap, the, the crap out of the Lakers is worn off. I think people get into LA and they do other things. But how just, are they going to beat people? How if you were to tell me that the Detroit Pistons go into LA and they have a game and the Pistons are not all succumbing to dysentery, <laughs> what do you think the chances are that the Lakers win that game? Not very good. 25%? 30%? What are the chances Byron Scott gets fired before the end of the year? Before the end of this year? Well, if they're doing badly enough, they should keep him. The other thing is, like, uh, I don't I don't trust the Lakers for an office not to blow up. because. But what would blow it up look like? The yeah, only guy they could trade is Roy Hibbert. I'm saying if they if they blow up the front office and whoever's running, the, and it changes. and they can make You know who's running, who runs their front office, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the owner it's the, one of the owners of the family. I mean, and Mitch Kupchak, of course. But they yeah. don't have assets. They can't get better. They're a, uh, they're going to be terrible. Straight my, up my, terrible. Bring it my, on. Bring my, it on. My worry is they're going to stumble into wins, man. That's that's my worry. Uh, so I I would say that I like the other, but I don't love the under. Love it. One of my favorite bets on the board. Maybe my favorite bet on the entire board. <laughs> Sacramento so, Kings. This is one that is remarkable to me, and I'm not saying I disagree with why it is remarkable. They won 29 last year. It started at 30 and a half, which was a great, great buy, and now it's 35. Well, you understand, like for me, this is entirely George Carl respect. Well, they also have a top 10 player in the league. Really? Mm-hmm. Who? Demarcus Cousins. He's not a top ten player in the league. Yes, he is. No, he's not. I completely disagree with it. When he when he doesn't take off half the season and he actually like is consistent, I'll buy it. But like he can't. He he's been a top ten player in the league for like maybe fifteen game stretches, but he's never he's never been a, a top ten player for an entire season. He, he's this is this is. I'm not arguing about his talent. I'm just I have not seen Demarcus Cousins be a top ten player for an entire season at any point in his career. He's done it for stretches. But then he like gets in his own head, or something happens, or I'm un- I'm mad, or he does stupid things. He's not. I mean, it, that does not saying he's not a good player. He's just he he's not a top ten player, or he he hasn't put it together for an entire season. Well, even if if we disagree, we we disagree on that to a point. Thirty five totally changes this calculus for me. I loved it. 30, 35 makes me yeah. want to stay away. I agree with you. I mean, I think that I think that. That that Carl and Rondo is going to work. I think they put some talent around it. I think thirty was a silly number, right? Uh, I've got this team like the prediction is forty two and thirty five. So I, I think at, at thirty five, I would probably go push. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am. So to to reference it for last year, Charlotte won thirty three, Miami won thirty seven. So they would be between those two. I think that their talent level is around that level, and so I think their negative potential is higher than their positive potential, but I, have I, really I, I would hard, just stay away. I have a really hard time thinking that a George Carl t- le- coach team is going to win less than 35 games. I have a really hard time with it. Now, that's not that it couldn't happen, but I have a really hard time. I mean, this team is going to be trying, and, oh God, I mean, 
push. I, I, I would push. I can't. I can't talk myself into into more of that. So, something something else to consider here is that their pick. This is one of those situations. I, I focus on this a lot. You know me. I talk about this a lot. I write pieces on it. Their pick has top ten protection, and that is exactly the right number to to do one of those deep, deep sabotages late in the year. So if they got to the point where they're not going to make the playoffs, but they need to lose eight out of their last ten games to keep their pick, I could totally see them doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I, I think this is again, this is a stay the hell away, right? Yeah, we're on, we're on the same boat with that. Anything else to say on the Kings? Uh, I mean, I think it's you know, hey, Kings fans, we're talking about you. I mean, I think that's it's going to be interesting. I think that. So, do you think Boogie Cousins is a king at the end of the season? Absolutely. They're moving into a new arena next season. They're not going to trade him. Okay. Even if his agent wants out, doesn't matter. He's under okay. contract. They're not going to trade him. Okay. No. Nope. Dallas, team that has made some moves. Are we D- Dallas or Phoenix? Dallas. Is, oh, I'm going to do Dallas next. Let's so Dallas. Dallas won 50 games last year. Also because I think Dallas is worse than Phoenix. So Dallas won 50 games last year. They are at they, the line was at 38 and a half and has moved down two games to 36 and a half. Uh, actually, my model likes uh, Dallas to win 43 uh, or 46 games. It's actually. Uh, a little higher than Vegas is, uh, even though I mean, like here's the thing: they they lost Tyson Chandler, which is like the last time they lost Tyson Chandler, it did not go well for them. You know, I think this is a well coached team. Uh, they have a really good medical staff. I think they'll do a job at. I think if 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 Deron Williams was ever gonna like be okay, this is the best shot for it. Now, if they got DeAndre, we'd be having a completely different conversation. But you know, it's like they 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 they, they didn't seal the deal with him, right? So they. They should have had like a 24-hour guard on him, but they didn't. So now, you know, there's some health issues with West. There's some health issues with uh, what is it? The the, the small microfactor for Parsons. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and and again, I don't know how much longer Dirk can do it. I would at 36. It's at 38 and a half. I would have been wary. At 36 and a half, I like the over. I don't love the over. For me, this is a pretty clear stay away because I I think that there's a lot of what I call disaster potential with this team, but they have Rick Carlisle, who I think is a top five coach in the league. So yeah, when you there, have that confluence, for me, just stay away. Do they have an incentive to blow it up? Yeah, their pick is top seven protected. That might yeah. be right around the level where they can think about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, here's the here's the other huge issue with them: they have no depth. So. Yeah. If Chandler Parsons misses 20 games, if Wesley Matthews misses 20 games, or either one of them is only 75% of what they are, Justin Anderson is their best perimeter backup. Justin Anderson hasn't played in the league. If you had to pick a number for them, what, would, what number would you pick? 35. Really? I mean, it's it's a Carlisle team. Is it, that, that's come back. It's like, I think... I could see them winning 25. I don't think they're going to, but I could see, you know, the downside risk with this team is gargantuan. Uh, I think you're, I, you know what, I'm going to stick with my model and say over, but but I don't like it at all. I mean, I, I, I think I think this is a stay away. I mean, yeah. I, it, it, I agree with you. I mean, there, there's a shot that they just tank it out, and it's whatever. Next, so is, gonna... next is the Phoenix Suns. They won 39 last year. Again, again, they fell out. They didn't make the playoffs. The line started at thirty-six and a half, and it's still at thirty-six and a half. Do you think this team got better or worse in the offseason? They got better. 
Tyson Chandler is a really good player, but mm -hmm. they were putrid after the deadline. Yeah, they were they were a twenty eight win team after the deadline. They were they were they were terrible. They they were just really bad. And I think partly that was that trade once they traded Goron, and they I did not I do I I'm not a fan of Eric Bledsoe at all. I mean, well, I, they also I, traded Isaiah. Yeah, it's no. I mean, I I don't think. They actually get, they got worse in season and they got better in the off season. Uh, my number for them is about thirty eight forty. Is is and, and, and again they they got Tyson. So I mean like they they were they were they were th they were trotting out Alex Len and, and Tyson Chandler is way better than Alex Len. So I mean I you know I used to joke that like for this for the daily fantasy sports joke we used to joke that you know Alex Len steals our sunshine, right? So if, if you're starting Alex Len you have a problem. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it's over, but again, much like the Mavericks, I don't like it. I like the under. I don't love it, but I definitely like it. I think that they're a, a shallow team in ways that are dangerous, and this is another one, I talked about this with the Lakers, that's not as egregious with the Suns because they're not horrible, but it's hard for me to see a way that they beat people. They don't have offensive players that really... Catalyze. They have more players that can take advantage of of gaps that are already created, but they don't have the creators, and they don't have enough perimeter shooting that teams have to respect it. So I think that they're flawed right now. If they end up moving Markeith, they're even more flawed, and they're not going to get better by moving him if they end up moving him. So I would feel comfortable betting the under. I think there are better bets on the board, but I like it. I like it quite a bit. You like the under for them? I yeah, I don't love it, but I like it. I'm gonna say you love the under. I'm gonna say I'm no. I, I like it a lot. I'm not at love. Not like the Lakers under. Yeah. So you like it? Yes. I, I, I I'm I'm very very. I wouldn't I would I wouldn't touch it. I because again I think I mean I think they're they're very well coached. Uh, I think they they've got some assets. I think that you know Tyson Chandler is a good player, but I agree with all your caveats about what what it's bad. That's why I think like up down, and I think that. 36, 37 is the right range for them, right? I, I mean, I think they're, I mean, they're going to compete on the odd night, but I agree with you that they just don't have enough to beat people consistently. But I mean, like, I could see them like going on an Eastern trip and just going rolling off five or six games in a row, right? And, and I, I've seen this this Phoenix, this Hornets coach Phoenix team just beat the crap out of people. Yeah, they, uh, they can, but I think they did that when they had Goran Dragic, so they're not doing it right now. Uh, I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that. You know, I, I don't think that we're going to spend a lot of time on the Phoenix Sun this season. No. Utah Jazz, a team that I'm going to watch a lot of this year, mostly because they're just fascinating from a basketball perspective. They won 38 last year in a very, I guess you could call it a bipolar season, but it's completely justified bipolar season. The number started at 40.5. It has moved up two to 42.5. And, and that's, that's and, 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 and as much as you love the Lakers under... I love the Jazz over. I love, love, love the Jazz over. They were playing like a fifty-four and a half, fifty-four win team with uh, a with a with a teenage point guard. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I think that. Well, I mean, it, it has tailed off because of some injuries, but I still, I still kind of, I, I'm very, very bullish on this team. I think this is a young team that's gonna get better. I think Hayward looks good. I think Rudy looks good. I think that. They need to hit on one of the guards, but they, they, they've done it such a way they have enough guys where I think that, I mean, I think that they're going, I mean, you, you're going to sweat it, but I think that 44-45 is the right range for them. 
I I wish I like the number a lot better at forty and a half, but I still like oh, no. it. At forty at forty and a half, it was it was cake. At forty two, eh, it's a little iffier, but I still like. It. I mean, they, again, they were playing really well in the second half of the season. I mean, they, and, and there's no reason to think that won't continue. You know, this yeah. is a young team. This is a team that figured out their identity. That got rid of the dead weight. Might be too polite for what Ed Scanner <laughs> was last year. Well, I mean, I think that you can Google this, but I think, and people have, I know Harold Bob has put it up recently, uh, which is like, there, it's this video where the argument is made that like, uh, Enos Cantor was a worse defender than Empty Space. Hmm. Like, you look at it, and he actually, like, he's moving around, and he's actually moving the defenders off because he's so large. So he's, he's actually helping the offense create, like the opposing offense create space. It's really kind of sad. And, 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 like the, 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 if you look up the numbers for the, the Jazz defense, they're kind of crazy. I mean, like, literally, like, once Gobert was a starting center, like, any opposing point guard, or opposing guards did nothing against that team. They couldn't, they could not get into the paint and get anything. And it's, you know, I mean, I, I really like, uh, the guys there. And as I said, I think the, the issue with them is they need to, to find a, not a great, just a decent point guard, right? If they can get some decent point guard play, I mean, they're solid. The three, they're solid. The four, they're solid. The five. They're gonna uh, have, I think, as long as they stay remotely healthy, they'll have a top three defense. And if you have a top three defense, your offense needs to be pretty bad for you to not win a bunch of games. I mean, the the, got, the, the analog there is probably Indiana last year. They got they got Millsap, Hayward, and and, and Gobert. It's not bad. And I think, I mean, they they got. You mean they're fa- favors? Sorry. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I missed them up. Millsap used to play for them, so. Yeah, correct. But, yeah, well, they've got the other Millsap. They got his brother. Elijah, yeah, and Elijah's a good perimeter defender. He's a different position, but I think he, I think the last I heard, I think he's going to make the team. Yeah, I, I like Elijah. Elijah was a was a was a good sort. Uh, I mean, I, and, I but I, with with them, you don't like any of their other odds. They're not they're not at that level yet. Ah, uh, you know what? I kind of, you know, I and it was I think it was it was higher before, uh, but I I was. I was interested in their uh, in their uh, in their division in their in their uh, division odds. I, I thought that was interesting. I think at one point it was like two thousand. At at sixteen hundred, it's 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 too much because in essence, what you're betting that what you're betting on there is that like OKC just completely self combusts. And like OKC combusted fairly last year, and they still won forty five. You're, you're you're saying is there is there if you're betting the Jazz at at sixteen to one to win. You're saying they're winning fifty. You, you, no, and you're also saying that, like, you know, Kevin Durant says, "I'm out of here," right? Before the All Star break, that's what you're saying. That's that's what you're betting on. If you think if you think that there's a sixteen to one chance that that happens, then the Jazz at sixteen to one to win the division is a really good bet, right? Because like, who else is winning? If if it's not if it's not the Thunder, who else is winning the Northwest? Yeah, that's it. It's those two teams. It's, yeah. And again, this is, it, again, your bet, it's, it's, it's on the odds. So if you're saying, if, if you think that there's a five to one, a five to one chance that like Durant says, like, I don't like this owner. He's too cheap. I want to go to the Wizards. Trade me. Right? If the, if you think that could happen, then betting the Jazz to win that division is a good bet. Right, and that's the so I would say that I li- I I I like the over, and I'm in, I'm intrigued by their conference, by their another uh, conference, the division odds. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. You want to move on to the Pellies? Yeah. Do you like Do you like or love their uh, like like like? What do you think about that? Do you, do you, what do you think about the division odds for them? 
I'd throw a few Ducats on it, but not much. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's 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 you, you are you are you are you are basically making a play for a specific scenario that is more likely than those odds are being presented. Yeah, maybe. I, I think I think that it's it's close, but I think you know if you could theoretically put just like five dollars on it, that'd be it'd be a fun bet. It'd be a really fun bet. Yeah, I mean, so in uh, you know, well, let's 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 wait till we get to the thunder for this question. Let's keep going. We'll, okay. we'll get we we'll get to this. Question. Well, we're not we're not gonna be then for a little bit, but the New Orleans Pelicans won forty five games last year. Their over under is set at forty seven and a half, and has moved up a half game to forty eight. Yeah, so if we just assume that the team that they were last year, like the model projects them at forty-two and forty-four. But here's the thing: if you go to the if you go to Basketball Reference and do some research, and you look at the best player by age, right, according to their their stat, which is win shares, right, and every year, right, it's 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 Anthony Davis and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Anthony Davis and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Anthony Davis and Kareem. Abdul-Jabbar. So I'm saying basically every year, Anthony Davis has been the best player for his age, right. So what that tells me is like the the ceiling for him is unlimited, unlimited, right? So you're saying, and, and he was 47 and a half. It's going to 48. It's a tough conference, but if Anthony Davis just goes, so in essence, I would say that the best bet in the scenario is probably the under and the Anthony Davis MVP bet, right? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I think what because makes, I what makes I would, me uncomfortable with them. Is that it's not? We don't have to think about their injuries as a hypothetical. We have to think about their injuries as the truth right now. Yeah, I think that like and and, and talk a little bit because I'm gonna look up Anthony Davis's MVP odds real quick. So I I think that one of the horrifying things with this team is not only are they shallow, but they're already hurt. Tyreek Evans had an injury recently. He's out, I think I heard, six to eight weeks. Drew Holiday's on a minutes limit. So I think what's going to happen with them is they're going to come on like gangbusters right around the new year. But 48, I think that's too many wins for them to do it. And also, I think that they're not going to need to win that many to get to that to the spot they need to to make the playoffs. I know they'd love to get to the seven, maybe even the six if Memphis stumbles. But I think that they're going to be in a spot where... They'll settle in a way kind of similar to what Cleveland is doing, where the teams below them will be off a little bit unless Utah pushes. But if Utah pushes, then the difference between the seven and eight in this year's West is not that strong. They're better coached this year. Probably, yeah, I would expect so. Probably, uh, but I don't think I don't think it's an open and shut case like it is for the Magic. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're better coached. I think that. So I'm seeing six to one odds, by the way. Like this is the best odds I'm seeing for from me. And and at six to one, you should be. That's that's God. That's I like that's, that better than any other New Orleans bet. That is that is your best bet because in essence, I'm saying that like for them to, if they if they if 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 New Orleans is at 50 wins, there's a there's an extremely high likelihood that like I mean here's the thing, Davis might not get it because like you you kind of have to like earn it. So he he might be worth it. He might be the best player in the league and not win the MVP. There, well, yeah, that, that's what I predicted when I said LeBron would win it. But the reason, the other thing that you have to think about that I had honestly hadn't thought about until we started talking about this is what happens if we said we've both said that Cleveland's going to coast. What happens if New Orleans and Cleveland have very similar records? Let's say it's like 52 wins and 54 wins. Then the LeBron Davis case gets a lot harder because then what you're saying is, well. LeBron's team was the one seed, but they're playing in the conference. And so I think that that really helps Davis's case because his supporting talent is both worse and less famous than LeBron's. 
Yeah, I think we're, we're in one of those years where like it's it, it's so so Davis is eventually going to win the MVP, right? And it's just I think it's the same thing with like LeBron. It's like 2008, like 2008, like LeBron should have won the MVP. It's just like you know he just he just hadn't put in enough or or like actually with Chris Paul, but they just hadn't put up like they're not perceived to have put in enough enough miles. And I think it's the same thing. So I, I think that like Davis has to unless they win like 60, if they win 60 games, he's winning the MVP. But I don't think that it's likely that they win 60 games. I think that six to ones, I'd be interested, and that's probably the best bet. But I think there's he might earn it, but not get it, right? And 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 again, I think at at forty eight, forty eight is too high for that. I mean, like in the Southwest, it's that forty eight is just too high. I mean, that's that's I I think I think I'm at the under for this team and in the MVP for like an MVP like some money on the MVP for Anthony Davis. I think that's where I'm at with this team. Because yeah, I think you, it's fair. Do, do you like the under or like? Oh, the, with New Orleans. Yeah. I I I, w- I probably would stay away from it, but I if I had to guess, I would guess the under. Yeah, and you're saying stay away. I'm saying I'm saying I I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I mean I think I think stay away on the under because I think that the best bet is probably for MB. Like, also, if, if, how terrible of a person would you feel like if you bet the under on Anthony Davis's team? Oh no, I know I, I I I would I, I'd fear for my life. I would not. I, that's the thing. I I would not feel safe at all. Like that's after, that that's one of those bets that you. It's like when you bet against your team. Like you feel terrible even if you win it. Yeah, let's say I would. I would. I think the bet is bet the bet Anthony Davis for MVP. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I think that if 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 you bet the under, you you will be you will be living in fear for the, for the entire. And season. if you bet the over, then you get the double punishment if they're just a little bit and disappointing. Yeah, the over the over is not a good bet, but I yeah. think the under is. A, I think the under is a stay away because of AD. I'd rather have AD for MVP. Memphis, they won fifty five last year. Started at fifty and a half, still at fifty and a half. I do not. I don't. I mean, like, so basically, Vegas has it at fifty and a half. The model has it at fifty and a half as well. Just about exactly. And then they play like a forty-two win team last year. Like the post post the trade deadline, they were really banged up. I. I and again, I, I remember we had this conversation. I said like the problem with Memphis is they're old. They're going to get banged up. I don't know if they can actually get all the games. And I think they were really good to start. Right, but then they got banged up, and by the time they got to the playoffs, they were just not the same team. And I worry that that's the new reality for them. I would, I would take the under on them again. Right, I think fifty and a half is too high because I do think that the, there's teams that are coming up, and I think they're they're kind of. So who's their best young player right now? Conley doesn't count, obviously. They don't really have young players. I mean, maybe maybe Adams, but he doesn't play. Yeah, they're an old team that's been injury prone. So I would say that I mean I gotta take the under on this team. I don't love it, but I gotta take yeah. the under on it. I like the under, but I wouldn't bet it because this is a team that has already shown that when they're when they're in this kind of boat that they can rattle off a fifty one season. And you know, if they're at fifty they can just as easily be at fifty one. So I think that it's more likely they finish under this than over it, but and this is a team, again, it's one of those things, I wish you could short title conference division odds. I think that all of those are a little bit too rosy for them, but you can't bet that, so I would just just walk away from it and let somebody else make the moves on that team. Yeah, stay away. I was going to ask you what, how you felt about their title odds. Ooh, I don't... I, I, I think Memphis doesn't have a realistic shot at the title because they're going to have to beat two, possibly three of the teams above them, and yeah. that won't happen. 
Yeah, it's uh, Isaiah Thomas was making some silly statements about small ball today, and 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 it was like, and, and, and they're all like, you know, like playing the post can still work. And here's the problem with Memphis: it's always been the problem with Memphis. Like good defensive teams will just basically pack the post on them, and once you pack the post on Memphis, Memphis has no counterpunch. They can't shoot from outside, and if they can't, you, if you can't shoot from outside, you can basically the other team can basically turn your offense into molasses, and, and that's kind of the problem that they have. Now they can try to turn it into like a, a rock fight, but like you know, I mean, if the other team is effective at like getting open shots or open looks from three, then they can't. So I, I can't see them winning. I can't see them beating San Antonio or OKC or 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 the or, Warriors uh, or the Warriors or Houston series. for me or Houston. I, I just can't see it. Because they, they they just don't have they need somebody and they've always needed this they need somebody who can consistently score from the perimeter they haven't had it. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way of thinking about it. You want want to know something scary about the Grizzlies? Yeah, Courtney Lee is thirty. Yeah, yeah. This is not a team that has guys pre prime that they yeah, play. They, they have them, they just don't play them. They 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 just I mean, and I think they've done a decent job of drafting guys, but uh, they just decent. They just, I mean, they just they just have they, they've drafted. Guys who rate highly, they, just they could have gotten somebody like Capella, or you know, like they 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 drafted. We're getting there. Relax, don't worry about it. We're, we're going to get there, right? I think that they've done a decent job. They haven't they haven't played them. And the, the the team the team is coming up as is is a complete is a team. I think is heading in a completely different direction. You and I, so actually, let's just start with Houston. So Houston won fifty six games last year. The number was set at fifty four and a half and has moved up to fifty five and a half. Yeah, my model doesn't like the move. Like the the statistical model actually has them at fifty. Um, the thing with them, what's interesting is like I was like I think that Moore has done a really good job. Like everybody that they, that they bring on is good. I mean, like I mean, because <laughs> they went out like so they had a problem. They had a problem with like point guard depth. Right, so they went out and got like Ty Lawson was an all star, right? So they went out and got a guy who, who's a, you know, he's a top ten. I mean, obviously he has his personal issues, but like they went out and got a top ten point guard and threw him on basically for nothing, right? And and again, I understand it's a gamble, but like it, 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 it's a crazy gamble. Plus, I mean, I mean, I love Capella. Capella was the number one rated prospect on my board last season. I love Capella, and he actually, <coughs> as a rookie, was playing significant minutes. He was playing significant minutes in a second round Western Conference series, right? He was playing in that, he was playing that Warriors series too. So, I mean, he, I really like the talent on this team. I think the number right now at 56 is a mite too high, right? That, that's, that's my feel. I mean, because, particularly because that, that team is already banged up. I think that's the other, you know, you, you've got Lawson with his issues, like Harden's a bit banged up, Howard's still banged up. I mean, I love their talent. I think they're going to compete. I mean, I don't, I don't see this team below 52 wins. I expect them to win more than 55 games, but I'm not sure that I would bet it because while they, you know, they won 56 last year, Dwight played half the season, Beverly missed 25 games and they didn't have a backup. I think they'll be better than they were last year and I think they could be a lot better than they were last year. They could. But they, you know, if Harden misses some games, if Dwight misses some games, so I would I like the over but I don't love it. I don't like the over. I love the conference odds. I love the title odds, and I love the title odds. I, their I their love title the, odds to me are the best title odds on the board. Yeah, I think I think I think Houston the twenty to one is the, the Houston twenty to one and the, the conference odds ten to one. Both those numbers I love. I think that, and I think that the conference. I don't like the conference at two hundred, but I think 
Here's a big difference between the two of us, I think. I think their conference odds are fine, but I if you're going to think that they're going to win the conference, doubling oh, no, if, doubling your money by going to the titles, I would put $0 on the conference odds. There isn't it's, there isn't a team, and I mean this, there isn't a team. Like, if Houston is healthy, if, if Houston gets to the finals, which implies that the team is healthy and put together, there isn't a single team in the in the East that can beat them. They just they, they just isn't right. I, I I mean I think Cleveland would have a shot, but I think that so, they, like a Houston team that is good you, enough to make it there is in a real good spot. Who's covering? Who's covering? Who's covering Dwight in that series? Moscow. Moscow's fine. I like Moscow. I mean I think that like like Houston has like Houston is a bad matchup for the Cavs in my I mean like they became, uh, I, th- I I think that there's a little uh, if the Cavs at full strength I think are actually a pretty tough match. I think they're tough matchups for each other. I think that it's it's not so much that way or the other way, but. I think that what you're betting on there, why you go, why you go the twenty to one title odds as opposed to the ten to one conference odds, is that I think that there's a very good chance that they're the favorites if they're good enough to make it out in the finals. And so for me, that means if you're getting double the money, you do that. Yeah, I'm thinking I, I'm going slide under with them, right? And uh, but, but but here's the thing, I, I I'm going slide under because I think that it's going to take a while for them to actually get it together and get everyone healthy. I think I would go slide under. I love the title odds. I love the conference odds. I think that they. I mean, I. I mean, here's the thing. I think there's like a there's like a twenty percent chance that they have the best record in the NBA. If if everything breaks their way and they're healthy. Yeah, they I, could, I could see it as possible. They I win sixty five games. I twenty mean, I could, twenty is a little bit high, but fifteen or ten. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if if because here's the thing. As I said, I love. I loved all the moves they've done down roster, right? And they're a great regular season team because playing them just in a one-off is going to be—it's a lot like that Denver team, you know, like I mean, where where they're just they're just going to wreck people. I mean, think about think about think about their top five. I mean, like so it's 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 you, you've got so you've got it's Lawson, Harden, Ariza. Who we got at the four? Is it going to be Capella or Jones? Oh, I think it's going to be Jones or Monteunis. I think Capella's just the backup five. Yeah, so, 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 so let's say it's Jones and then Howard. And then you've got, as the back, you've got Beverly, you've got Capella, you've got Monteunis. You, I mean, like, this is a... You've got re- Corey Brewer, you've got KJ McDaniels. This is a... You've got re- Jason Terry is like their just utility guy. Like, Jason Terry, who ended up playing big minutes for them last year in the playoffs, Jason- is their break glass in case of instant death. Jason Terry is the guy who's he's he, he's he's there to keep him out of trouble in, in, at the clubs. So I mean, like, yeah, keep him keep him sober. But I, I mean, I think that this is I, I mean, I like that roster. I mean, I think it's a little volatile. So which is why I'm kind of going like I, I've seen this Houston team. See, my thing with this Houston team is like I remember not this last season, but the season before. I remember them showing up hungover to a a, a game against the Bulls. Uh, on national TV, and you could you could tell just by watching them, they were hungover. I mean, they they were just they were just and, and they're just that team. They're very volatile now, and they're also kind of like banged up. But I do think that their upside is great. And as I said, as I said, if they put it, my feel is they put it all together and come playoff time, they're just a monster, right? So I, I mean, I think that twenty to one is just just a really great value. It's a really really great value. Yeah, I agree with you. You want to move on to the Clippers? Yeah, I've got a, you've got under or over for them on one total. Over, but I probably wouldn't bet it. I like it. No, I, I'd say I'd throw a little bit, but there are much better bets on the board. Yeah, I think I think I think we're split. I think we'd stay away, right? Yeah, I think I wouldn't. I, I, I uh, why well, why bet that when you can bet their title odds? Yeah, I think I like I I like their conference odds too. That's uh, that's me. I mean, I think that that ten to one number is interesting as well. It's interesting. I just like the twenty one. If if you know if the title odds were fifteen to one, I'd say hammer the conference odds. If the tide, but the title odds are twenty to one. Yeah. 
The Clippers, 56 wins last year. Over-under was set at 56.5. Now it's at 57. Okay, so we've got the Clippers. So did the Clippers get better or worse than last year? They got better, but they were pretty healthy last year. I mean, they 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 were relying on Glenn Big Baby Davis. They were relying on Austin Rivers. No, they're going to be relying on Austin Rivers again. Well, I mean, they added Lance. They they, they added Lance. They added Pierce. They added who else? Jamal Crawford, added? Josh Smith. Yeah, I mean, I think that this. But is they the... lost. But they lost Matt Barnes, and I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, if you lost Matt Barnes, but added, I mean, I think that you've got enough. I. They're, this is a better team. I think this is a clear over. Um, my worry with this team, and the reason I like it but don't love it, it's a high number. It's 57. It's a really high number. I, I think that I worry about uh, Chris Paul's health. I worry about. I mean, I think they're gonna. I mean, I think they're gonna go hard. I think they're gonna. This is a team that's gonna beat. You know, I think that they're probably gonna. It's good, they're gonna put one of these games where they're gonna beat like the Lakers by like 40 points just because it's the Lakers. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good bet. I think – what do you think of their title odds, their conference odds? I think they're not going to win the title. I think they're not going to win the conference. I also really like the under. I think even more than – if I thought Houston was a bad matchup for the Cavs, I think the, the, the Clippers are a horrible matchup for the Cavs. They're not going to make – they're not going to make the – they have a chance of making the conference finals. They're not going to make the NBA finals. Why not? Because they can't, they have no perimeter defenders other than Chris Paul, who's small and getting older. They, Lance, their so, offense, their so, offense doesn't so succeed is, against great defenses. So Lance is not a perimeter defender. Lance, you can, if you're going to play, if you're going to play Lance, then you're sacrificing all of your spacing. Even if you've got Chris Paul passing the ball, and I see. Think this is underrated. I think the fact that like if now he should made what twenty one percent of his threes last year. I think I think I think there's there, there's a real possibility that like with an action with and, Chris Paul and you know his, I love Lance. Like this is I think, you and I, I have been members of the it, Lance Stevenson Love Society it, for well, a long time. Lance Stevenson is ever going. I mean, I think having it's underrated what having a good point guard passing you the ball can be. Like having Jason Kidd or Chris Paul. Like I think Chris Paul will get him the ball in the right places in the right spots. I think there is a chance that Lance is a competent. I mean, he's been a competent offensive player before. I think with Chris Paul next to him, there's a real good chance that, like he's he's good. And if he's good and you can keep him on the court, then the, the math for this team changes. If you can have Lance on the court. Right, I think that this is a way different team, and I think then that that eight to one odds is 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 way too high. I mean, I think I think they should be they should be at the six to one range, not at the. Not See, at the I wouldn't have them even close to the Rockets, but I also wouldn't have the Rockets at twenty. But um, I I think that the Clippers are they're in the land now of a team like I don't know who the exact parallel is. Maybe like what I think of the Hawks, where they'll be a good team, but I don't think oh. they're a serious title contender. What is the Clippers' crunch time five? I well, we know four, and the fifth is probably probably Lance. Yeah. So if it's if it's if it if it's Chris Paul, Lance, Pierce, Blake, and DeAndre, can you? Well, no, it's JJ, JJ, not Pierce. You think it's you think it's not going to be Pierce in the crunch time? Well, I think they're going to play Pierce over Lance. But you asked me what I think their best five is. Well, I think I think I, I think what's going to happen is is, is they're not going to sit Redick and Crunch. I think I think I think JJ is going to be the sixth guy, the sixth man. I, I, I disagree pretty I think, strongly. Uh, I think it's here's the thing. I think with those six, let's say those are the top six players. I think you can win the title with those six. I, I think you can do it. I, and I think that I think that's why I think I think I like the over, and I think that eight to one is really interesting. 
I feel my feeling on this is very similar to how I felt on Memphis last year, except that Memphis it was the over and this is the under. The other huge, huge, huge thing here is this. I believe Chris Paul played all 82 games last year. Yeah. If Chris Paul misses time, they are D-U-N done. Like that, I think that 57, we talked about this with the team earlier, I can't remember which team, where I think this number is too close to their high watermark. And so that's why I like the under. I, I don't see a realistic, based on coach preference, based on their philosophies on rest, based on their the fact that last year they won, 50, they won 56 games and they had the best offense in the league. What are they going to do? Are they going to have the super best offense in the league? I mean, they're, they're not going to improve there. They got weaker in my eyes defensively, and they have eight. They are on the wrong side of age-related regression. So they got better in terms of talent, but there are serious not downside potential in terms of them like missing the playoffs or anything like that. But to me, if you're going to bet the over on a team and that number is in the mid to high fifties. You need to be really confident, and I am the opposite of confident in in them winning regular season games. It's kind of the opposite of the Bulls in that sense under Thibodeau. It's like I think that there's a serious. They may, even if they're a 57 win team on talent, I think they win less than 57 games. I'm again. It sounds like you're on the other. I think I'm on the over. I think you're on the other, right? Yeah, and I think I'm stronger on the under than you are on the over. But again, this isn't I mean, like, think, this isn't like the Lakers under. I'm not sitting there salivating over it. At 57, we're talking about like you know. The margin between 57 and 58 is huge, right? So it's like, and the same thing for, it, 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 it's a bigger, like, the margin between 41 and 40. Yeah, how many te- how many teams won 57 games last year? How many teams won 58? We had one team over 50. Two. The Hawks won 60 and the Warriors the won 67. That's it. And then, like, there's a certain, I mean, I think, they, so, so, so I think it sounds like, sounds like over on there, but we, do you like it? Or I think we're both kind of like. I, I, I like it. I almost really like it. I think, and that's not. I mean, I think the Clippers are fine, but that's too high a number for them. I think. I think again. I think that fifty-seven is about right. I might. I might. I might go push on them. Right. I, I'm talking myself into push. I think. So I, I, think, li- I think. I like that I'm swaying you a little bit, but I. I, I, I see. I, I don't see much of a. I don't like. I, if you told me the six, the Clippers won sixty games, I would be pretty surprised. Yeah, I think. And again, it's it, it's the rest thing and the injury thing and the and the, with, with a, so I mean I think that like again I feel happier maybe betting the uh, I think the division and the conference and the title are better than like the over. Oh, I'd love to short their title odds. Oh my goodness, and I, I just, I'm not sold on this team at all. I, I think that in in another life in another world with a time machine, they would be a team. But there are so many great if teams now. If they were in the East, if they were in the East, we would love every single. Uh, if they were, in the, if they were in the East, I would pick them to have the best record, but I still would expect them to lose to the Cavs in the playoffs. Mm, but only I, the Cavs; they'd be better than everyone else. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't. It's like, what are the Cavs doing against Blake? Who's covering Blake on the Cavs? Who cares, that's, that's, Blake? I don't think Blake is so transcend. I don't think Blake is so transcendently good that that's an issue. You put him on Shepard on Chris Paul, and Chris Paul is just not gonna not gonna be what he was. Well, the problem is like, and that, that, that was like the Clippers were the are the, are the worst. Who problem. are they going to use to defend LeBron James? Lance, Paul Pierce. <sighs> Paul Pierce can't guard LeBron James. Uh, it, it would probably Paul, be Paul Pierce would his arms would break off. And I love Paul Pierce. I, I mean, I'm I'm on I'm on the board. It, I understand why it, they brought him here. But it would be Pierce. It would be Pierce and 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 born ready. It would be. A, it would actually would be a lot of born ready. It would be nothing. That's who would be guarding LeBron James. Nothing. Yeah, uh, they would. They would get killed. I think they'd lose in five or less. 
I think I think so you like a the healthy Cavs team. Obviously, if the Cavs start losing guys, then you like the under. I do. So, so Danny likes the under. Danny likes the under. I I like the conference odds. Okay, Thunder. They won forty five last year. Obviously, we all expect that to be an aberration. Their over under is set at fifty seven and a half, and it has moved down a smidge to fifty seven, putting them square with the Clippers. I still love their under. I still really like it too. I love, love, love their. I mean, but I mean, they did win because this is for me the same issue that I have with the Clippers, which is that it's really hard to win fifty eight games. The, the win shares projection has them at fifty seven wins. My model has them at fifty, and but here's the problem: like I think that they're if you're what we're doing is like so. Okay, so Westbrook's gotten hurt before. Durant has not been able to play a full season recently, right? And it's foot issues, which for seven footers is a big problem. Uh, Ibaka's gotten hurt. You've got two guys on this team that, like, I mean, like, literally, like, the, the, it, can't, uh, he's, it's, he's Lithuanian or wait, that's, he's Turkish. He's Turkish and his national team hates him, basically. Yes, they do. The Jazz hate him and his national team hate him. So, I mean, like, that's not a rousing recommendation. But they have, they have Stephen Adams and talk about waiters. They have Roberson. They have, they have Morrow. But I did. I, I helped uh, Mr. Uh, my old colleague uh, Professor Barry write a paper where, like, salary correlates salary and draft position correlates much stronger than performance. True. Actual playing time. Because if you're paying them, right? So if you're a, an owner and you're paying somebody 140 million dollars, or what's the I forget what the ridiculous number that the contract is for Cantor, you're gonna want him to play. It's the same thing with waiters. Like waiters is gonna play, Cantor is gonna play, regardless of whether or not Steven. Like the problem was the dollar figure for that contract because it means that Cantor is going to play. It's, he's going to keep playing probably two more games into the playoffs than he should. Because really, past the first round of the playoffs, he probably unless he unless he complete like he makes a an evolutionary leap in defensively, he should not be on the court in crunch time in those series, and he's going to be. And I think that's that's the biggest problem for this team. I think the other big problem for this team is like I think there's a very real chance. I mean, like the the Oklahoma owners are not they don't like spending money, and and I think that there's there's evidence that they don't like spending money. And there's a very real chance that KD gets fed up and KD wants to leave. And I think that there's a very real chance that he is not on the team come uh, the All Star game. I, mean, I, just... I disagree with that pretty strongly, just because I think I think he's not going to say it during the year. So, but but wait, but this is the team. This is the team that that, that traded James Harden. Yeah, but this is this is I, I see the the analog the analog here is Cleveland with LeBron. It's not it's not them with them. It's it's Cleveland with LeBron. You can't you can't trade Kevin Durant unless he unless he comes out and stamps his feet and says there's no chance I'm coming back. You can't trade. Is, so and I've made this argument. So like people like basically so here's the reason why you sign with a, like when guys move they they they're either going home, they want to play with their buddies, they're getting a raise. Or they're going to the beach. These are the reasons that people, or like they, they're going to win a title, right? Yeah. These are the reasons why people move. And I think that the problem is like, you know, there, if he goes to Washington, I think one, he's doing, it's home, money, title. And, and the problem is like, if you start stacking up the, I mean, like, why is he staying in OKC exactly? What, what has, what has the OKC front office done to prove to Kevin Durant that they can win the title? That they're willing to spend the money to win the title in the West. And I don't, I mean, I think that the moves that they made, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm sitting there and looking at what they've done, I'm going like, I'm not winning with these guys. 
Right. And I think that like there's there's a there's a there's a I like the under specifically because they're, they're you know that you can come up with like a bunch of scenarios where this just doesn't work, right? And if it doesn't work, then I think that OKC is going to be in a situation where they have to kind of hit the reset button or they're not going to have anything. Every team is going to have super max money come the summer. Every single team. I I see I see all of your logic, but I don't think they trade him. I just don't think I think that if you're talking about it as a rational decision, I don't think it's a rational decision. I think they're not going to trade him. But they trade they traded Harden. That was, a different, that was a different that was a Harden Harden wasn't Durant. Harden isn't Durant. Harden will never be Durant to that franchise to that city. Yeah, but the see OKC is not Cleveland to to Durant. Right. No, that, but 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 Durant is LeBron to OKC, and that's the way that it matters. Because it doesn't matter. Kevin Durant can scream until the cows come home that he wants to trade, but they're not going to do it. Yeah, I, don't, he, I don't, and I don't think he's going to be doing that. I think he's going to hammer it out for the whole season. I think they're going to be in the and, mix, and then after the season, he's going to make his decision. Yeah, and I think. Well, I mean, I think that there's a, as I said, there's a very real shot that, and and I think I I like the under, and I'd like the under hedge with. Uh, Durant for MVP. I think that's that's my play, because if if what if, are Durant's MVP odds? Durant's MVP odds. Uh, best odds I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I'm seeing six to. I'm seeing six to one. Oh, six to one. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a nice number. Like if you can get Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant at six to one. Sure, do it. Both of that. I think I think get get both of those and then look for somebody from the field for one of the for one of the weird teams. But I think that's. That's really nice. I mean, that's, 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 that's solid. Because I think, I think here's the thing. I think the only way that, that OKC goes over 57 in the West is if Durant just loses his mind. I mean, if, if Durant just goes out there and just puts up 35 points a night and it's just, you know, he is just the best player on the court. Well, they won 62 years ago, didn't they? 62 or 60 or something like that? They can do it. That, that was post Harden. That was, they've won, they've won 60 since they, since they traded Harden. I don't know, but yeah, but this is not. I don't think this is as good a team. I do. I, I think that it is, but it, you know they're flawed, and you and I both hate certain things. But I also think Billy Donovan is a meaningfully better coach than Scott Brooks. And I, and I think this is this is like you know uh, our old friend Mark Jackson isn't coaching the Warriors anymore. Uh, you know, and and I think that that the Warriors are better. I think the Clippers are better. I think the. Uh, oh, I don't think the Clippers are better at all. I think the Clippers are better too. I mean, I think I'm talking about not from this year. I'm talking from two years ago. Oh, I still. I think I think think Houston is from two years. Houston is better. I think the Clippers are better. I think the Spurs are better. I think the Warriors are better than they were. I think the Pelicans are better than they were two years ago. I think so. I think I think it's going to be much rougher to win 60 games, like for them. And I think that there are enough. As I said, there are enough what ifs on this team that I'm very hesitant. I wouldn't bet it, but I think the case is clearer for it than you do. Yeah, I think no. As I said, I think it's I think it's bet I think it's bet the under, but also bet for KD for MVP. I, I say just I, think, I say just KD, but uh, let's move on to San Antonio. Are, are you are you, you? We're both under, and we both like the under, right? I, I don't like the under. I would say way, straight up. I'm not going to say either way. I, I just uh, it's 57 is a little bit high, but I could see them winning 60. Basically, so basically, do, do do we love the MVP, the KD for MVP? I event? really like it. I would say it's a step below love, but very close. So, so we, so we strongly. If I were in Vegas, I would throw money on it. Strongly, because it's it would be fun to, it would be fun. Oh to play. yeah, absolutely. Strongly, at like six to one. If it was four to one or three to one, uh, I'd be less yeah. enthused. And so people know, like basically, what I'm doing is I'm looking at like I've got like all the uh, the different like bed sites for uh, 
for uh for Europe. I'm just looking at the at, at what the best value is. So like you might not be able to get that unless you shop around. But yeah, I'm seeing six to one. Yeah. So let's go on this first. They won 55 last year. Started at 58 and a half. It has moved down a game and a half to 57. So one model has it at 56. One model has it at 60. Greg Popovich cares not for your over unders. I guarantee that they'll throw three or four games. I think I like the under. I don't love it. Stay away from everything with them. I like them a lot. I think they're a title contender, but why put your sanity to the test by betting the over or the under on a Popovich? No, bet, 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 betting the over. Like I mean, like people forget. Like like they threw away three. Like they they screwed themselves last year because they threw away three games. Yeah. I mean, they, they they just threw them away. Plus, they had that that crazy game in Detroit. They lost in overtime. They had that crazy game. They lost to uh, Portland in overtime. They had the other crazy game. They lost to Memphis in overtime. So. Like by the skin of their teeth, they weren't the two seed. I mean, like they. So I mean, like I would say, like, and they, I would say they'll probably, in terms of regular season, I think they'll be better this year than they were last year. I mean, do you, do you like the under, or do you just say stay away? I like. I if I had to bet it, I'd bet the over, but I wouldn't touch it with a with a fifty foot pole. I think we're both. Uh, wait. So what do you? Th- I mean, how do you? What about their title odds? What do you think about their title odds? I think they're well placed, so I wouldn't bet it. And if yeah. I were to do, if I were to do one, I would definitely do the title odds over the conference odds because if they make it, they're winning it. I have, but, a, I have, I have, a, I have a, uh, a friend who lives in Vegas, uh, whose recommendation. He basically does this every year. He basically waits until San Antonio loses three or four games at some point in the season, and he waits for their odds to go for like the conference odds to go something like ten or twenty to one. He just, he just sits there just waiting until it hits the low point and buys it. Same for the conference odds. And for the uh, time, it almost happens every year. There's like they they have this one losing streak, and then they 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 proceed to win 18 games in a row, and and and, and so so that's it. It's like at four to one, you don't buy it, but, but but hold out for a while. You might be able to get it at eight to one or ten to one. And at that point, you should kind of go, oh, that's nice, right? It, it'll be. I think it'll be the same thing for the Warriors. Like if the Warriors lose like three games early in the season, like their their odds are going to drop. Like they're going to drop to a point where they shouldn't be. And it, yeah. It, yeah, and so, so, and we'll get to them, but I think, like, I think we're both on, so I think, I think San Antonio, I like everything that they did in the offseason. Uh, except, for me, the exception of if they could have theoretically moved Dia instead of Splitter, even if they had to give up a pick to do it, that would have been, way, I would feel much better about them if they had done that. Uh, I know why they did what they did. I mean, like, I mean, I they went out and, and I, I mean, I like the guy they got, the, the what's his name, uh, Boban? I like Boban. I, I think he's, he's, he's an interesting... Fine. I mean, I mean if, you give them, if you give them Splitter with this team, I think that they're a brutally tough out. What's what's the what's let's see if you you and I are on the same page. What is the biggest problem for the Spurs right now? If Tony Parker isn't Tony Parker, it's Tony Parker. And, their, and their, no, their creation is. It's flawed. not even it's not even Tony Parker because the the secret on this is like their best point guard for the last three years is probably been Patty Mills. The problem is like Patty was banged up last year, so like you know I think I think I think I think internally. They're thinking that that Tony was going to be more in a mono role, where like he's he's playing limited minutes, coming off the bench and killing the backup and staying healthy, and they were going to rely more. And th- they kind of did this on the title run; they were using Patty a lot. But when Patty gets banged up, and, and you know they, they they're in a position where like they do kind of need Patty more than they do Tony, or they need to figure out a way to get a replacement. Because I think I, I'm okay with Tony if he's playing a thousand five hundred minutes. 
I I don't think they're going to be able to get more than that. And I, and I think they were, you know, I think that there's a shot you can see Kyle Anderson running the point for this team. But I don't uh, know that. Have we good. have we talked offline about my my dream lineup for them? I'm not saying it's their best lineup, but the lineup I want to see. I think we've talked about this. I think we I think I think we actually I think we actually talked to dinner over that. I know I know what you're talking about, which is like the you're talking about the length lineup. Yeah. Think, so Green Green Anderson Leonard Lamarcus and Duncan. Yeah, everybody's six six or more. Yeah, that that would be kind of. I mean, I think. I mean, I like. I I wish they had. I mean, honestly, if I'm them, I'm. I, they need one. They need a ball handler. Yeah. And they they need somebody because I think again the problem is like if if I knew that Patty was going to be healthy, then I wouldn't be like if if Patty plays is is available for to play two thousand minutes, then they're going to be a monster. But but I I don't. I, I'm not convinced that's the case because they can if they can rely on Patty and get Tony completely healthy, then they're a completely different team. But what, if, what do you if, what do you think of the Kawhi MVP odds? I, last I saw, he was at like forty to one. If they if they run the offense through him, actually, I'm, I saw I was I saw fifty to one, and I like it. I, uh, if pro- it's if, if it's forty to one or more, I like it. I wouldn't throw a ton on it, but I because th- I think it's hard for a player like Kawhi to win MVP. But I mean, a forty to one, it doesn't have to be likely to be worth it. Yeah, I think the problem, as I said, the problem is that I don't trust Tony. Like, so actually, hypothetical. What are the chances they trade Tony? They've almost done it before. Uh, ten percent. Well, I don't know who wants him. I mean, like the teams that want him are the teams that are flawed enough that they don't have assets. Like, if the Knicks had picks, yes, the Knicks do not. So no. Yeah, I mean, the problem is like, like who would you? I mean, like if you're them, who who are you going out to get? Like, who do you? Uh, you think man, it'd be interesting if George Hill was available? I know we know Pop loves George Hill. I wish. I mean, is this another team that if Jeremy Lin had signed there, it would have been fun? Yeah, but they didn't. But the problem was like they didn't have any cap space for him. Well, they could have. Oh no, because they used the room exception on money. You know, the, the problem is like we, we we forget like the other thing is like we forget they, they added David West. David West is still a comp. I mean, like yeah, he's just he's superfluous, but he's very good. The problem is like, and again, the problem with this team is like, it, it, this is a team that I would love if they could got Marcelo Huertas. Huertas would have been great for this team. Yeah, Huertas, and he signed for the minimum. Oh man, that would have been awesome. Huertas would have been fantastic. As I said, I think the problem, like, and we're both we're both there. Is the problem is like, man, I don't know. In the series against the Warriors, and they're running out. I mean, they've got Danny and Kawhi, but like, like who's? I mean. They need Patty. I mean, that's that's the thing. They need Patty, and they need they, they. But I'd feel better about it if they had somebody. Else. They they need they need one more guard. I mean, I, I think they need to they, they need to call Dan, they need to call Danny Ainge and say like you know just just give us one guard, right? You've got ten. Give us one. Right? Isaiah. Oh. No, no. If they could have gotten well, yeah, I guess the, he would have taken out of their cap space. So I was gonna say if they could have gotten Isaiah for the what? pick that the Celtics gave up. Wouldn't Avery Bradley be the perfect spur? Avery Bradley can't create. But that doesn't matter. Like, you think Bob can't get him like to be competent? Uh, competent? What? He doesn't fix their problem. I, I don't think you can't play Avery Bradley and Danny Green together. He'd be yeah, a compliment. You can't do it straight yeah. up. You can't do it. It's true that I say I could do I say I could do the I say I could do the, uh, I I could do the uh, Tony Parker thing. I think uh, that would be interesting. I, uh, but I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think we're both. They need depth at point guard, right? They need something. Their limitation is that they need creators. What's nice about them is it doesn't have to be a point guard, but the guys who create not at the point guard spot are like Harden, and you can't get hard. Yeah. What What do you think about slow mo right now? I'm not ready to 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 like him yet as an NBA player. I think that 
I, I've liked his game and his instincts forever. I've liked him since he was in high school. He also went to my college. But I need to see it translate against quality competition, and it hasn't yet. Yeah, I think I think we're both on the same. I mean, I love him. I I think I, I've loved him and I love him in college. I love that. I think he's a good player. I think he's very intriguing. I wish he's a luxury, right? But the problem is, like, as I said, I think they're they're just missing that. They're missing one player basically right now because I think they they covered everything else, right? And, and that's that, that that that's the the amount of talent that they added to that team is kind of crazy considering how good. They, I mean, that team won. They won fifty. They won fifty five games last year. They probably could have gone fifty eight. But but I really do wish they had one more guard because I worry that like you know this might be the year that Manos and Tony's legs just their, fall off. Their their regression risk is off the chart. Yeah, but the problem is even even if their top guys regress, like the depth on this team is such like they're they're really talented. I mean I don't I don't, th- I don't love their depth actually. You know like I think that they're they have it, talent it, but they don't have guys who can replicate it. Look, they signed they signed Danny and Kawhi to just ridiculous contracts. Well, yeah, but that doesn't make them deep. That just makes them then, good like, at the top. Whatever, I mean, like you know, their top five is ridiculous. It, but it, their it, depth, it, I don't love their depth. I, I stand by the fact that they're like their second unit can make the playoffs in the East. If Pop is coaching them, if Pop is coaching, I don't. I think they. If Pop is coaching them, they're in the conversation. I'm not confident that they do. You're not you're not feeling what it would be would it be it would be Patty Kyle who's their backup who's their backup uh, Simmons Simmons Boris Diaw and Boban and, and oh Boris, and David West David West I think is that better than the Pacers team for last year Well, last year's Pacers team didn't make the playoffs. Um, let's say so. The probable eight seed is let's say it's the Pistons. Maybe I don't think that team's better than the Pistons, but they're coached by a better coach. So I think, as, as I said, I think they're in the conversation, but I don't yeah. think they're the favorite. You're right about like missing Splitter. Like Splitter made the difference on that. Oh, I, I that I I understand. Like when we did the fake off season, where with Dan Feldman, Nate, and I, like that was that was one of the big tactical decisions as the fake GM for the Spurs that I had to make. And I I for me, it I was will they, it was, I was willing to give up a first round pick to make that I, choice. I thought they were gonna get Tavares. Not, uh, I mean, I, I like, I mean, like, I like Boban. I mean, I, I think he's, he, he's interesting. I mean, he's so tall, right? And and he's, he's not, he's not unskilled. He's like a seven three guy who's not unskilled. But Splitter's right? so good. Like that's the thing. Well, you and I both really like Splitter. Like it's, and the reason that it's an issue. I like Boris Diaw too, but he's completely unnecessary on this team now. Yeah, which is you know, Splitter is the reason I'm like I'm looking at the at that Hawks over and going like that's ridic that's a ridiculous over because I mean like you know Splitter's a really good player. Although he, they lost Carroll, yeah, but they got Splitter. Splitter's really good. I mean, this is a guy who was like you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, LeBron dunked over him, but this is LeBron James, right? This is a guy who was like, I mean, like I don't think there's a big man in the league that when Splitter is healthy, he can't cover, right? And that's kind of. You know, that's... Well, and what's nice about him is he's one of the rare big men in the league that is both good as a rim protector and good as a one-on-one defender. And yeah. that is incredibly valuable. Incidentally, another one of those is Tim Duncan. So that's part of the reason why I loved the Spurs so much when they had those two together, was not only were they injury-resilient, but they were they could do 48 minutes of that, and no other team can really do that. Yeah, so I think, I think on the Spurs... I think throwing a shekel at the uh, the fifty to one Kawhi uh, Leonard odds is is interesting. I think right? that's the only bet I would consider with them. Because, and then, as I said, kind of wait 
wait at some point that I think the title odds and the conference odds will get to a much nicer place. If them. they do, then you can then you seriously consider it. Then yeah, if, if you see if you see a twenty to one number there, just yeah. <laughs> oh, if you see twenty to one, yeah. You do yourself a favor. Just you know, you can get out of it. Golden State Warriors. They won a, mo- a modest sixty-seven games last year and a little thing called the championship. Their number was at sixty and a half. It is now at fifty-nine and a half. Yeah, people are just banging the under on this. It's kind of interesting. I think that number was was. I mean, my model has them at sixty-four comfortably. Uh, people forget they were beating the crap out of people. I mean, like people kind of forget the level. I mean, maybe just because people just don't have league pass. But the level of destruction this team was putting on teams on a night-to-night basis is kind of, I mean, this was historic destruction. They got they got Curry to a low minute total, not because they were strategically resting him, but because he didn't need to play in games anymore because they were ahead by too much. Yeah, so I mean, like, people, I mean, like, even the, like, when the, the all-time great teams, right, so you've got the, the, like, in terms of win totals, you've got the 08 Celtics, you've got the, uh, the 96 Bulls. Uh, and these teams, the year after, they won a crap load of games. So they, they, I mean, and this team is, is is significantly younger than some of those teams. Now they got some older pieces in Bogut, and uh, but the older pieces aren't essential. Yeah, I mean, like the Bogut is, is a luxury on this team. I think that, I mean, I think this is an obvious over for this team. So do I. I mean, my, my you know, there, there are some concerns about it. I mean, like we talked about them last year, which is like they, they had like a really good injury season last year. They they. They didn't have it the year before where they, they got banged up. But even if they get banged up, I mean, there's enough depth here that I'm not uh, too worried about it. And I think they're, I mean, they're, they're going to go hard at it. I, I don't think there's any chance to do that. I mean, I don't love it because, well, I mean, actually, at 61, at 60 and a half, I didn't love it. I think at 59.5, I like it. I don't love it because it's a high number, but I like it. I really like it. I don't love it because winning, we talked about it earlier, winning 60 games is hard. You know, that, that that's a high number, but this team is better than that. And what I think is a better bet than that is their title odds. Because their title odds, they're 9-2. to two. The Cavs are 2-1. to one. I think the Warriors have a very good chance of winning the title. I said that I think Cleveland's the most likely champion, but it's not by much. It's by I the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. I think if you buy a 92, you're probably buying high. I think that that number is going to drop at some point. Well, yeah, think, they, they might have a. They, that's true. They might have a rough stretch, especially I, if they're a little bit lax early so who, in the season. Who do, they, who do they open against? The Pelicans and then the Rockets and then the Pelicans again. So they could go one and two in those three games. I think. I know. I don't. I don't think they're losing to the Pel. Well, they might lose to the Pelicans on ring night. They're not going to lose to them twice. But they could lose to the Rockets. You're right. They could go one and two. I think they'll go two and one. But they could. So go I one. think. I think as much as I. I mean, I would. I would probably hold. You might be able to get like ten to one at some point. But I so what I would do is I would throw a little money on it now, you know, and because I think that's a good bet now. And you, but you save the you save some money, you put some money aside for if it, if the line gets silly. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing six to one odds on on Curry right now for MVP. That's a great bet too. Yeah, I think I think if you're if if you've got Curry or you get Curry Curry Davis and and Durant all at six to one, absolutely. You can get Curry Davis and Durant at six to one and Harden at eight to one. I'd I take the other three over Harden at that just because Harden's but narrative Harden... is going to be so tough this year. Yeah, true, true, true. The way that Harden does it is if they win sixty, and while they could, you know, we talked about the chance that they have the best record, but even then, I don't think that he gets the credit, especially if Dwight's healthy. I think that he and writers don't like him. He could be. He's. A, I think Harden is in line for a, a kind of a best case scenario where he deserves it and doesn't get it. 
Yeah, I think I, I was I was thinking about the the, the Clippers narrative of the, if they have the best record, and but I don't know that. I think that you know, although actually like Griffin and and Paul are both like you can both you get them at like twenty five to one. Huh. I, I'm seeing Paul at twenty five, and I'm seeing Griffin at twenty two to one. That's interesting. This is a really interesting. Like you can, you can, you can, you can get, you can, you know, you can get some money at like some interesting numbers. What's LeBron at two to one? Uh, LeBron's two to one. Uh, three to I, I see three to one for LeBron. I still wouldn't touch it, even though I think he's going to win it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't. See, here's the problem. Like the problem with a LeBron for MVP campaign. This would be his fifth, correct? I think so. Yeah, as I basically said, basically LeBron would literally have to walk on water. Because that that fifth MVP has historical significance. Like if you're winning the fifth MVP, you 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 basically have to kind of just like 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 feed the children and 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 and, and like declare peace in the Middle East or something. Because it's like, and it's not necessarily fair, but it's just it just has to be kind of a ridiculously great season for him to get it. Because I think that would tie him with Russell, I believe, right? Or does that put him on the on the lead by himself? Huh. I, I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, so that to me kind of, and, and writers are aware of this kind of thing. So I mean, I think that the fifth MVP is going to be really hard, and I don't, I actually don't think he's going to win. I would, if I would, if I could bet on him not winning the fifth MVP for the rest of his career, I would bet on him not getting it. It doesn't mean that I don't think. He's I think this year is by far his last best chance, and I don't think it's a good chance because I, one, I, I, I don't. I, I, well. Win but I wouldn't bet it at three to one. I don't think I don't think Cleveland's not going to win enough, enough games. I think that there's going to be a legitimate argument that he's not the best player on the Cavs by the end of the season. Particularly, if, and I'm assuming if Kyrie comes back healthy, there's going to be a legitimate argument because I think Kyrie, I, I, I disagree. Uh, Kyrie hasn't shown enough improvement for me. I mean, his ceiling is super high, but I haven't seen it on a day to day. I'm saying I'm saying there's going to be an argument. I'm not saying it's going to be true. I'm saying it's going to be an argument, and if it's an argument, it's it, it it's the it it draws you down, which is like you, you kind of. You mean the the Russell Westbrook argument? Like yeah, the why Westbrook, Russell Westbrook won't win MVP. Yeah, Russell Westbrook like no, he's not gonna win the MVP. Like Russell's not gonna win. And 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 in essence, I mean, you know, you're you're sitting there and just looking at it and going like, I mean, it has to be a guy with the clear number one on this team, and a team has to win enough games. And and I think the only teams were saying. So who do we think can win like sixty? Which teams do we think can win sixty more games? We're saying can, not will. Which teams can win sixty or more games? Warriors, Spurs, which... Thunder, Rockets, Cavs, maybe right. the Clippers. Right, and who and which team can can like win a win a below that can win a surprising number of games? I think the Pelicans and Miami. Miami, yeah. I mean, I think that's. That those and, are, and Utah, but they're not going to get an MVP. Yeah, I mean, like, if Utah wins 50 games or 52 games, who gets the MVP? Hayward? No, Hayward's not going to get the MVP. Hayward's their, Hayward would be their best candidate, but if Anthony Davis yeah, but, couldn't but the win stat, the MVP last year... The stat people will know it's, it's, it's Rudy, so it'll be a split vote. Right? No, so how many stat people have MVP votes? Like, two? Yeah, people. People, I, I, I think that the 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 people who are voting on this, like the 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 people who are voting, are like a little more tuned in, and they'll know that that the. You're the, saying this when Derrick Rose won an MVP that he didn't deserve recently. But that was that was like because they didn't want to give it to uh, LeBron. Yeah, but I mean, in the last five years, 
there have been at least a couple of years where the MVP didn't go to the deserving player. Right. So I mean, I think I think I think actually, as I said, I think you can actually get decent odds on the MVP race. I think that's some of the so, better bets on the board. Yeah, I think those are really. And they're the most fun. I mean, those guys because they're all fun individual guys. They're all I, they're all good people too. From so, what I've covered them. So if we're getting if if you're getting Davis at six to one and Durant at Durant at, at five, which is I think I think Durant's Durant, at, Durant's at five. Durant's six to one on on Davis and six to one on Durant. And then six to one on, on Kirk. Steph. Yeah, I think if you're getting those three, and then my favorite of those is Durant, but it's close. If you if you get those three, and you get Kawhi Leonard at fifty to one, and you throw like five dollars on Gordon Hayward or Dwayne Wade at a billion to one. <laughs> I'm actually I don't, I don't I don't think he's listed. I'm looking right now. Wade, wait, I'm God. Wade's not listed. Wade, oh, Wade's at a hundred to one. Throw five bucks on that. What is Whiteside at? Whiteside. Whiteside will never win an MVP. Whiteside's not listed. Whiteside. Whiteside could drop twenty-five and fifteen every game, and he would not win MVP. I'm looking for Butler. Butler's at six. Oh, at he's 90. at sixty-six, right? No, I, I'm seeing him at ninety to one. Oh, I, I love that. I like that more than Wade. Yeah, I like and 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 Bosch is on, but not Bosch is not no, winning. Butler is if to me, if somebody in the East wins and it's not LeBron, it's Jimmy Butler. What about what about Clay at a hundred to one? No, no chance. What about Boogie at 125 to 1? Nope. I mean, okay, here's here's the issue with Boogie. Anthony Davis last year had one of the best statistical seasons. He was the best player statistically in the league. His team made the playoffs. They won 45 games, and he didn't win it. So somebody has to do better than Davis, and presumably I think the MVP is going to be stronger this year than it was last year. What about yeah. John What about John Wall at 66? Nope. Well. I mean, because what is the, what is the way that that happens? Are the Wizards going to win sixty games? No. Yeah, that, that that would have to be the only way that could happen is the Wizards win sixty games. Yeah, I mean that's just unrealistic. I mean that would be <laughs> like if you want to talk about when Oklahoma City would consider trading Kevin Durant, it would be if John Wall is in line for an MVP because then you're just sitting there going, "Oh crap." Have you ever watched what's what's the name of this movie? The uh, oh god, the the guy who gets really smart all of a sudden. I forgot. Oh, Limitless. Oh yeah, so it's like it's like if, so if somebody gave that pill to Randy Whitman. Yeah, I mean, but even then, I don't think they're winning sixty. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're sixty win good like the Rockets are, like the Warriors are, like the Spurs are. I don't see it's it. Really, it's really interesting. It feels like the MVP odds are wrong right now. It really does feel like they're well, wrong. Well, I feel like they're having trouble calibrating it. Well, it's wrong because you, I think you can you can you can get three guys at six to basically paying it two to one to that like, but to me to me they should just make all of them more expensive because you can't short any of them you can't bet the under so just I, make them all two to one because it comes down to I don't think I don't think there's any chance I don't I don't think there's a chance LeBron wins it I pretty strongly disagree with you on that but but I mean I don't I mean again I don't see I mean he I, I don't think his team is going to be better they're not going to win more games than they did last year I don't think he's going to play the full season. I don't think he's going to go hard at it. So I think there. I mean, it doesn't say. It doesn't. Well, here, here's here's all. I, here's all I need to say, and you might concede it after this. What if they win seventy five percent of their games in the first month of the season without Kyrie? I don't think they're going to do that. I much. know, but what if they do? If they win, if they have a cake, cake, cake schedule, from what I remember early oh, in the year. Oh, who's who's covering who's covering win players on that team? Who's covering the ball handler? They're gonna have they're gonna have trouble. They're gonna have struggles. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, if they if they do that, let's say until New Year's, they're at seventy to seventy five percent or more. I would be willing. Then LeBron's would, MVP case is pretty easy. I, 
I would be willing to bet my own money they're not winning 75% of their games to start the season. We'll see. They're just, they're just not. They, I mean, like, uh, here's the thing. I, the other thing is, like, I, I'm not saying that LeBron can't do it. I'm saying, like, he's not going to want to do it. It doesn't make sense for him to do it. I think he's going to push in the first month, and then he's going to coast. Right. But I, I, mean, think that's, that's, I think that's enough to build the narrative that he can win. What about uh I was gonna look but I was gonna look at the uh at the odds for uh for Kevin Love, but I'm not gonna bother. No, no. Nobody nobody on the Cavs is winning an MVP with LeBron's on the team unless LeBron misses three quarters of the season. It's not gonna happen. So I think I think we I think as I said, I think we like the MVP odds. Do we like anything about the no, I think on the Warriors I think we I I think that I like would... I like the title odds, but I agree with you that you might want to wait. But I would throw a little bit on it now, and I like that better than the over bet. Even though I think the over is a good bet, just because I mean you're getting nine to two, so four and a half to one. That I I think that's better. Yeah, I mean we like the fact that we like uh, <laughs> the odds on a team at fifty nine and a half. We like the over is, is that kind should of, scare uh, people. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, because again, I'm 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 just I, I remember there was a point in the season where like you remember like when Utah made their late run, and there was there was like an outside chance they could make the playoffs if they won all the games, and like they 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 were scrappy and and Golden State came into their court and just I remember it was like uh, oh God they were, they were like they were like taunting uh it it was just it was just terrible I mean they the Warriors they, in the regular season were so much better than everyone else yeah they they just took care of business I mean like they, they had a double digit point margin. It's ridiculous. They had I mean, the best defense in the league, and they played at the fastest pace in the league, and they had the second best offense in the league, and they returned everyone that matters. And it's underrated the fact that, like, when you're when it's the first time around, if you're the first, the reason why the reason why young teams don't win the title and don't make the finals is you they don't get any respect from the refs come playoff time. And and the and I don't I don't think they got respect from the refs the in the playoffs either. Got no respect, and they still won the title. And and I think that like you know that's without going to a seventh game. Ever. Here's the thing. But here's the thing now. They're going to get that respect, and that's going to make. Mm, I'm not sure they will more than they did for sure. They're going to get more, and it's going to make them tougher to beat. Yeah, and I think that's under. And, and as again, I think I like their depth. I like the guys that brought in. Where are you at on Harrison, Bar- Harrison Barnes? I'm not the biggest fan of him. Yeah, he he was really good last year. He was surprisingly good, but he was Barnes. a role. But he was a nice role player. Right. Would you trade him? That's hard to say because I have no idea what the market is for him. I mean, I I think the the thing we haven't talked about it at all, but I think there is a non-zero chance that they that if they call Kevin Durant listens, and that isn't to say that they can't sign him to an extension, Harrison to an extension to make that happen because they could always move him. Whatever number they sign him to, somebody will want him at that number just because so many teams are going to be without money next year. I'm gonna but, I'm, I'm I'm gonna hurt you at the end of the podcast. How about Harrison Barnes and Andrew Iguodala for Carmelo Anthony? No, the Warriors never say yes to that ever, because the Warriors don't need what Carmelo brings, not at all. Okay, no, I mean, I mean I'm just kind of. Uh, no, if you I, want to talk about a team that's scared about Carmelo, he's. What about the Celtics? Yeah, no, that's no, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. I, I got. I'm thinking like like so. Who are you moving Harrison Barnes for? I'm I'm, I'm just kind of throwing. I'm just kind of thinking about this. Can't be. I mean, I was thinking the Clippers, but no, no, that's like. The, the could, but the big question is, what do the Warriors need? I mean, they're, maybe, maybe if you can get an interesting developmental center or you're looking for a small forward. And so that's hard because you're basically trading the same. You're either trading smaller for bigger or you're trading. Well, see, if I'm, moving, if I'm moving Barnes, I'm moving him with Iggy and trying to get a wing defender back. That's what I yeah, would do. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's the right play. But it's, it's hard to think about really 
But that um, is because why would why would a team want both Barnes and Iguodala? I mean, that's that, it's just it's a hard trade to make. You can't get Jimmy Butler. And, oh hell no! Yeah, God, it'd be, it'd be interesting if Paul George is on the market. That would be really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, Barnes Paul, is from somewhat close geographically. I mean, Iowa and Indiana are not super close, but they're you know he's a Midwest guy. Paul George would be fantastic on on. The oh board. yeah, but I I don't I don't think that I don't think I, that the Pacers would do a trade that had that little upside, and the Warriors don't have high-value pieces that they're going to trade. They have high-value pieces; they're not True. going to trade them. Yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking it's like because the problem is like I don't. While I like Harrison Barnes, I like don't, what about Harrison Barnes for Nurkic? Like I think that's the type of trade that you might see. Yeah, but then you so basically you're saying move Bogut then. Well, I mean, eventually, yeah, I, I well, think that I think that what you're doing there is you're saying it's not going to be a Zeli. So you probably move you probably move one of the two of them either in that trade or in another trade. Yeah, I think the problem is like I don't I don't think the Warriors can afford to give Barnes market value because I think Barnes market value is going to be close to the max. Well, they, gonna... they can because they're yeah, the way like... that they, they locked in almost all their guys before the cap goes up. They're not going to be a taxpayer. Yeah, but I'd rather again I think I think he has more value as a trade piece to get like you need to either move. And again, I'm just thinking future. You need to either move Iggy or move Bogut, right? Because and this is not because I don't think I don't think they need to move anybody. I think they can, but I don't think they need to move anyone. I mean, again, I'm I'm just I'm just thinking about like if you're. I I don't think they're going to make this kind of a move. But imagine if you could have Barnes and Stanley Johnson as the three and four for the Pistons. That'd be nice. It'd just be fun. What are you getting back from the Pistons? Oh, that it's just an abstraction of like because they could sign him to a qualifying offer this summer. Next summer, sorry. You're not going out and getting Drummond. I mean, that's, oh hell no, no, no. That no, I, I'm not saying it's a trade that would happen. I'm saying that they're a team that would be why that would be one of those teams that would probably, especially if they're not going to sign Drummond to an extension now, just okay. throw him, just throw him a full what the maximum they can do with a player option on the last year, and just hope who the says, Warriors blink. Who says no to Barnes for Giannis? The Bucks, because Giannis is cheaper for a couple of years, and he has more upside. Even if you throw in Livingston? Well, I mean, Livingston can't shoot. He's a wonderful player. I like him a lot. Now, if you start to get into, like, Barnes and Azili for Giannis, now we're starting to talk. <laughs> See, on that note, right, so so do we have anything left to talk about? I think we've pretty much hit it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a, a good for your listeners. I think, I think it'll be fun. I mean, we've done a lot of material, and well, and thank you so much for coming on. It was fun. It was great fun. And it is 2.30 in the morning. I need to go to bed. Thanks again to Arturo Goletti for taking the time to come on. You can read him at basketballnumbers.com. And you can follow him on Twitter at Arturo Goletti. That's A-R-T-U-R-O-G-A-L-L-E-T-T-I. This is the last uh, Real GM Radio during the off season. It has been so much fun. I, I love doing the season, and this has been a particularly great off season. I'd like to thank all of the guests I've had. I don't want to even start naming any individual one because then I'll forget people and I'll feel bad. And thank you so much for listening. It has been a blast. As I've said a couple of times in these outros, I'm really looking forward to the season, but I have to take a second to appreciate how wonderful an off season this was. So. Thanks to everybody who helped make that possible, including and most notably Real GM. 
there will probably be some dunked-ons before the season starts. Nate and I have been talking about that, but that's different. If you like this podcast or the Dunked On Basketball podcast, please subscribe. Please review it on iTunes. Those are the type of things that get us more listeners and get us more money when we start to reve- start to get revenue. Actually, Dunked-ons, of course, as many of you know, has already done that. This podcast, we're in the process of it. So, I appreciate all of you t- for listening. You can also reach out for feedback. You can hit me up on Twitter at Danny LaRue, D-A-N-N-Y-L-E-R-O-U-X. And you could email me at MBA at gmail.com. It's a dedicated email address for this kind of feedback. And if you have anything else, you know, you can also hit up my Facebook page, Danny LaRue MBA. And that also compiles on my material. So thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a great day. Let the celebration begin. Come to Cabela's 4th of July sale and gear up for Independence Day. Get 50% off Cabela's American Flag Chairs 2-pack and 50% off a Caravan 10-foot by 10-foot shelter. Plus, get 40% off an Abu Garcia Cardinal Sapphire Spinning Combo and 10% off all in-stock canoes and kayaks. Don't miss Cabela's 4th of July sale in-store and online at cabelas.com. Hey, Greensburg, your Walmart at 2200 Greengate Center Circle has completely transformed to make shopping easier than ever. Stop by today and check out their amazing in-store upgrades with improvements to areas like produce, cosmetics, home, and more. Plus, you'll still find low prices on groceries and other items and a full-service pharmacy for all your prescription and over-the-counter medication needs. All at your newly remodeled Walmart at 2200 Greengate Center Circle in Greensburg. Save money, live better. Walmart. Run to Old Navy for revolutionary prices on summer's most stylish shorts. Tomorrow only, they're all 50% off for the whole family. All your favorite shorts, denim, linen, all of them. All shorts are 50% off tomorrow only. Run to Old Navy. Valid 630 excludes active.